podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair, and this week it's unusual. It's rather strange. It's a bit different, not something we're used to. In case you haven't heard, Manchester City lost their last game to Chelsea. Raheem Sterling, who was top of the league, uh, was allegedly racially abused. We have seven players on the treatment table, but it's okay. Phil Foden has signed for a number of years and he's going to be at least 19 by the time that contract runs out. To discuss that and much more, I have got three guests. One who's famous, one who's infamous and one who's Tony Newgrosh. Tony, welcome back. Nice to be back. Really good to see you. Nice to be here. You still look reasonably happy despite the defeat. You know what? Little wake-up call. We didn't play badly. Got to take on the chin. It's all quite surreal, as you say, isn't it? I'm just not used to it. I had to avoid the papers on Sunday morning. I didn't watch Match of the Day 2. I had to turn Joe Wilson off Sky Sports News. It's a crisis, but we'll get over it. I think we will. And uh, the infamous... The infamous Spencer Debson is back on the show as well. Spencer, good to good see evening. you. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Good. And the famous, the one and only, back from his touring round the world to several countries, Andy Connell. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. I'm starting to think this famous thing, it's a bit like I'm a celebrity, isn't it, where you don't recognise the famous person. Well, I recognise you. You recognise me. And our listeners, I mean, you're probably the most famous, <laughs> but other than I'm the Noel, most famous other than the... Noel right. name another famous musician who's a Man City fan. Uh, Mike Pickering of M People. Uh, true. For, formerly of this parish. Formerly of this parish. He yes. sat in this chair for many years. Well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all their latest odds and offers. Before we go to the match itself, grown men allegedly shouting abuse at a young man and the images that we've seen sort of on, on, on social media, on the TV, and all the newspapers. Just a few thoughts and reflections on that. What, what is it about Raheem? What is it about Chelsea fans? What is it about today's society that means grown men behave like that? Mm. But Spencer, you've you got a view, I know. Well, uh, I mean, my first thought on this was, oof, it would be Raheem Sterling, wouldn't it? Um, and... You know, clearly the vitriol was completely outrageous and unacceptable. I did see in the papers that they've identified the principal culprit. Forget the chap's name. I think they've said. I think Chelsea uh, said four people have been banned pending. Four the banned, but I yep. think there's one who's identified right. himself, uh, and he has made the statement that he did not say uh, the second word. C star 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 is. Uh, accepted but the first word is not and I think that's sort of been a little bit brushed over and it's been characterized as racial abuse it looks like it Chelsea have acted like it um it's clearly unacceptable behavior but was it actually racial abuse or not well we um, don't know it's, uh, we just don't I, I'm know. thinking more about that sort of behavior what it may how grown men behave that way and, and is Raheem being sort of singled out would you say particularly I mean City fans feel as though he is I suspect he possibly is. It's not unusual for people who play on the wings to get abused from the terraces. I think there's a certain context. This individual has profusely apologised and said he was ashamed of his behaviour, which is welcome. Chelsea have acted immediately and banned the fans and made it clear that they are not welcome at the club, which is very welcome. And I look back to my time on the Kipax all those years ago in the 70s and 80s and the amount of racist, anti-Semitic abuse. We, we, we just 
almost immune to it. You just accepted it. That's what went on. And I'm glad to say those days are firmly behind us. It's not been completely stamped out. But I think the very fact that this is a very rare event is progress. But we need to continue to be vigilant. I'm not. I'm not sure of Israel. We had a banana chucked on the pitch last week. So I'm, I, I think you, you know, with the greater respect, I, I'm not sure if it's that rare. Is it, uh, Andy? No, I was about to say exactly the same thing. You know, banana skins on the pitch. Seriously, we're back there. I, you know, I remember the iconic photograph of John Barnes back heeling the mm. banana off the pitch and thinking, "Well, thank God, that's never going to happen again." And you're back. H- how we're back, I've no idea. But you can't disassociate the role of the press in all of this. The campaigns, you know, the, the, the little whispering, it's, it's not even a, it's not a campaign against Sterling as such. It's, it's a quiet, it's a quiet digging away, constant little digging away. You know, the, 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 the context has been made. You look at Phil Foden and you look at, at Sterling. Mm. Foden bought his mama house, Sterling bought his mama house. The way those two things are portrayed mm. yeah. is completely different. Absolutely. Now, why is that? It's you know we, that's if you're, you're allowing people, you're giving people the sense that they can do these things again. I think because the because the the level of debate or the level of reporting and the news, the papers and the TV and whatever else needs to be addressed. Somebody said I was in the shop today and somebody was bringing this up about Chelsea and they said why I don't understand these people they're booing him and, but he plays for England so what they're going to do when he play now to me the point is not that he plays for England. He could play, you know. He could be, he could be in a second division team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. The idea that somehow it would be all right if it if he didn't play for England, you could do that. It's ludicrous. I don't know where you, well, I don't know where you stop, but you certainly start by looking at the level of reportage in the in the papers. But you, you're right about the press, because we can go back, can't we? There was the kind of having his breakfast at some... So was it Greg's? You know, there was the shopping at Poundland for some batteries. There was having... Uh, there was just so many but stupid how often things have we that... joked about it in the last two or three years? We joke about it. Oh, Sterling's done this. You know, he's... It's a, it's a joke now. And the reason it's a joke is because we know it's happening. Yep. You know, the, the reason we can poke fun at it and say, oh, well, he's, you know... It's just everything about... The way that he is covered is insidious to me. You know, it's a very it's, yeah, the tattoo but, as well. The, yeah, the, yeah. the one, the one thing that I would say, and, and we can think back to a certain red bastard who who decided when he was abused to sort of kung fu kick the fan in the face. I thought Raheem's reaction to what was not just one mm. person but a number mm. of people shouting abuse, whatever they said, shouting abuse directly at him to turn around and smile at those people and pick up the ball. I think he's got to take huge credit for that. That couldn't have been easier. Mm. I would have thought. But then well, the official reaction was yeah. that he hadn't reported it to the referee as if it was somehow his fault for not reporting. You're right. Look, I I actually think it's a real coming of age for Raheem Sterling because he, of all players, probably through his skill set, has taken a lot of uh, abuse of one kind or another What for the last four or five years, ever since he broke through it, you know, 18. Mm. Um, And he's always been dignified, actually, through it, I think. Uh, And this time he's spoken out, put it on his Instagram uh, he, I actually think there'll be uh, City of a, have a love affair with him anyway, don't they? But I think there'll be uh, a lot of support for him after this, and I think that he's held, him, you know, he's held himself out fantastically well. Yeah, not just Raheem. I think the club as well has handled it in yeah. a very mature the fashion. We haven't well. sought to, to blow this out of all proportion. We've certainly not in any way suggested that was the reason we lost. It clearly wasn't. So yeah, I think he's come out of it with a lot of credit. So let's talk about. So why did we lose then, Tony? Um, 
the old adage of not taking your chances, I think, in the first half. Uh, we were by far the better team for 44 minutes. And without Sergio there, we do lack a cutting edge. And this time it, it cost us. It's happened, hasn't it? How many times have teams dominated a game and given away a goal? I did expect a bit more in the second half. Didn't happen. We are perhaps a little leggy. I think that showed at the end of the Watford game. But we have to take it on the chin. Chelsea played well in the second half. I don't see it as a crisis. It's just a minor blip and hopefully a little wake-up call for them. They'll bounce back, I'm sure. Crisis? No crisis, Andy. No crisis. At no, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm old relative to you all and I, I, I have, you know, I've seen us lose before. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a long time ago, Andy, isn't it? No, there's no. I mean, we joke about every. You know, there's always a crisis around the corner, but I don't think this is. You could say, oh, there was a five minute wobble in, in the Watford game, and now this. But I think I, I agree with Tony. I think you know, with first half, I'm sitting there quite comfortably thinking. You know, I was oddly enough, we were in Italy, and I was sitting with some Italians watching the game, and they they are very. I was surprised at the level of respect they have for Sarri as a manager not surprised that you know that they respect him but the, the level of it was they were almost in awe of him you know more than pep what, more than pep not more than pep but i think what he'd done at napoli which i didn't really register you know they they have a, a great respect for him and they all the way through the game they were saying oh great lines the lines are great and the defensive lines and i think if you look at it they did do a job certainly in the second half you know they cl- all the all those lovely passes that we like to play we couldn't play them. Mm. Now you mm. could say we would, you know, we went to pieces. We were rattled, but I think we were thwarted. Yeah. I think they did a good job yeah. of, of closing David the avenues. Had a major game, yeah. 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 Was that it? So David Luiz, he's, he's, he's the man. I thought Hazard, well, he, Hazard looked special, didn't he? As well. Well, he looked, he's quite good. He's, he's, he's all right. De- he's decent. Isn't he? he's no, decent. but David Luiz is one of those players. When he's on it, he looks. Uh, he's world class, and, and when he's off it, he, he, he's, he's bad. You know, he mm. just he had a, a good day. Their tactics were good in the second half. Um, I'm with I'm with you guys. One of those things. Not overly concerned. Yeah, interesting team selection as well. I mean, if ever there was a time to perhaps pack the midfield and go for an away point, that I think was probably the game. And it's just not Pep style, is it? No. He could have played Gundogan. Mm. Um, I think we're all surprised to see the front three. No sort of natural striker there. We know Jesus has been struggling a little, but mm. well, I would never criticise Pep for what he's achieved, but. Perhaps it was a time to play an extra midfielder because poor Fernandinho, he's mm. doing the work of three men every day <laughs> of the week, isn't he? Bless him. So what would you have done then? So, how, so you would have put Gundogan, who, how, who would you have had up front then? How would well, you... you'd have to sacrifice one of the front three, I think, wouldn't you? you just play one, one a lone striker or just two up front? How would you play? Yeah, well, I listen, we haven't talked about Jesus in any depth. I know he's had certain criticism on this panel before. He has. Um, I'd have been tempted to play him. I, I thought he put in a good shift against Watford. I know he yeah. didn't score. Okay. I think he's only one goal away from turning it around. So I'd have been tempted to, to play him from the start. Yes, we'd have had to sacrifice one or perhaps two of our wingers, but always good to have those sort of players on the bench. I think it's great that we've quite rightly all paid tribute to Chelsea because I think they did a job on us. It was one of those days, bad day at the office, whatever you want to call it. And, and I think you know, all credit to Chelsea and their manager for, for the mm. performance they put in. And we're, and we're not going to win. In a way, for me, it's a bit of a monkey off our back, you know, that pressure, are they going to be the invincibles? No, we're not, everybody. No, exactly, you know, put that to not, bed. Exactly. Yeah. We it was are like last season this. against Liverpool, wasn't it? We lost the game, etc. Exactly. It took the pressure off. So, so with that in mind, just sort of talking about some of the individual performances so selection aside that was the team Pep put out any thoughts in terms of individuals that you'd sort of you'd like to pick pick out well I was watching it on my phone so I, I yeah. didn't have the best insight but uh, 
I, but you had I some was, Italians with you. They might have given you some insight. They might have seen it. Maybe the Italians saw some stuff that you didn't see in the city side. Did they comment on us at all? It was all about the great lines that Chelsea played. No, well, they, I think they've, as we did, they felt that we were ineffectual in, in the, you know, the final product. And I think uh, they were quite, they're quite dismissive of, or they, they certainly were on that, in that game of, of the, um, the ticky tack you know, the passing. I think they they didn't warm to the you know they don't like that they want a bit of gung ho spirit and I think uh, you couldn't see us scoring honestly in the second half I couldn't see where a goal was going to come from and that's once we, it just felt toothless all all the you know and I think they could feel that something we almost felt rattled a little bit mm-hmm. it, you know it felt like we our heads had gone a little I don't I don't think they necessarily had but it. It, it's, it looked like that. And, and is that Jesus's fault? I mean, you, you've not had an opportunity in the last couple of weeks, Tony, to give us your view on, on Jesus. He's had another two or three games since you were last on. He still hasn't scored. He, uh, so he worked, I think I agree with you, he worked really hard at Watford and mm-hmm. actually had quite a good game. Uh, but again, as a striker, he's kind of paid to stick the ball in the back of the net and, and miss one or two guilt-edged chances. He certainly did. He had a couple of one-on-ones, didn't he? Um that said, I'm not sure in Pep's system it necessarily is solely down to the striker to score. It's mm. very much a fluid front six and everyone has to contribute. Look, he'll get a goal soon enough. I think he's too good not to score soon. He did make a goal against Watford and I thought he did pretty well. And I was very pleased to see the backing he got from the crowd. The crowd was really trying to lift him, weren't they? I mean, we're, we're doing our bit and I'm sure he will do his soon enough. Your thoughts on Jesus, Spencer? I've always liked him. I mean, the thing is, he came in with, with a bang, didn't he? The reputation, mm. and we thought, here is a player who is going to... Well, he did displace uh, Sergio, didn't he, in the, in the early part of his arrival. So then you, of course, power of contrast, you know, now he's going through this, uh, this spell. But I think he will come through it. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, dear friend of mine, Mr. Stephen Phillipson, who goes to the games, uh, is not a fan. Uh, he splits opinion. Um, mm. I'm a fan. I think, absolutely, he needs one or two goals, and, and the floodgates will open. That's my view. What does it mean for our season then? Is it, is it significant? I mean, Liverpool have been snapping at our heels, haven't necessarily got out of third gear, as I've said many times. Uh, but then, then uh, we can't sing Raheem Sterling, he's top of the league no, anymore. Well, that song week. is gone. We can't this week, no, that's true. But I, I quite like, don't get me wrong, I don't like that Liverpool are top, but I quite, I like to be, you know, you know the thing, you know, when you would, when you would do, do them. 800 metres or something and the, the, the thing was always beyond that was my, how did you know the 800 metres I can tell you you're an athlete it's obvious and 15 I did yeah. 815 is <laughs> what can, I did you, no you look after yourself Nigel it's clear <laughs> the point being 14 stone of him does <laughs> about the rest point being you, you stay on the shoulder of the you, you never lead yep. you stay on the shoulder of the leader and I think we were looking like we were going to be leading and it, you know you kind of really we're, we're top again we're top again I'm, I'm liking Liverpool are in front now. What are they going to do? How are they going to handle being in front? There's all sorts of questions because they're so hysterical now in the way that they're approached to things. I want, I'm quite enjoying seeing how they'll deal with it. It was a bit dull last year when we were like 18 well, points this is clear, the thing, wasn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, this is a proper title race. Good. Yeah, and the straightforward thing is we were looking at a narrative. Narratives always have to have. You have an object and you have a, an obstacle, don't you? Yeah. And we were looking like we weren't going to have any obstacles, which is not a narrative. You know, we, you know, we won't. It's the difference between the Mancini... Uh, win and the Pellegrini win to me it's like the first one is everything because you come back you chase it you chase it and you get it the second one it was nice I can't see any of us were thrilled about winning it I, for me it was a, 
It was a pleasant well, you're, experience. You're not going to match. You're not going to match that season, though, are you? I mean, that's, no, that's but, you impossible know, from, to match that again. Chase it. You're going to chase. You're rejoicing in the odd defeat. That's what you're um, trying to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spencer, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool. Look, they're not out of third gear. They're top of the league. We're now chasing them, and you know we're writing them all off. You know they're hysterical. You know they're having the t-shirts printed already. They're champions. People are writing us off. That's, is that a good place to be? Or you'd rather be top, wouldn't you? Would you not rather? Uh, yes, I would rather be top, yes. But it was clear, I think, everyone said this season it wasn't going to be the same. Pep said it. I think we all, perhaps we secretly thought, oh, well, it might be. But we realise it is not. Um, and I think I do think Liverpool are will be there right at the end of the season. I mean, you know, you know reluctant though we may be to say it, Salah's... Uh, looks as if he's really regaining some of his his form and and that's uh, you know an ominous sign uh Firmino looked a little bit better as well you know Liverpool will be there will be there and I've got great great confidence that we will not falter between now and the end of the season I think the one slight concern I do have is injuries uh you know we've got quite a, uh, a few on the table right now and if that sustains, you know, we've got 14 games in 44 days, is that what it said mm. in the standard tonight? You know, injuries could start to play a little bit of uh, influence in the rest of the season, but I, I, I'm very confident. You, you, know. you know what, if you'd offered me 16 games, one thirteen, drawn two, lost one, I'd have bitten your hand off. More than that, we've been away at what? Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea and Arsenal now. So we've got yeah. all our toughest away games out of the way. Up points we've got yeah. De Bruyne to come back. Hopefully next week. We've got Sergio to come back. Silver, I know, is out for a few weeks. Mm. But never mind Liverpool being in third gear. They've actually been, just been bloody lucky, quite frankly. And I think, please God, they'll be in the Europa League very shortly and that will drag them mm. down. Maybe so it's still... Tonight. Well, tomorrow, when, whenever it's going. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's there for the taking. Is it, Liverpool, is it Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, or is it really just City and Liverpool? I mean, what's your thought? In reality, is it just a two-horse race now already, would you say, Tony? Yes, in a word. I cannot see how Tottenham can win the league, having already lost four games. I know they've won every other game, to be fair, but... They've not got the squad either. Yeah, no, I definitely think. I thought that at the start of the season, actually. City and Liverpool, um, I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it's tracking out, isn't it? And I think goal difference tells you a lot as well, doesn't it? City plus 36, Liverpool plus 28, Tottenham plus 14. They're grinding out wins, but that doesn't get yeah. you the title. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about the injuries. I think one of you just mentioned it earlier. I, I counted seven, just to go through them. Aguero, KDB, Fernandinho, David Silva, Danilo, Mendy, and probably worrying, most worrying, Bravo as well with an Achilles injury. God, is, How did yeah. he do it? Was that, was that shopping at the Arndale? He slipped, <laughs> he slipped uh, on a bit of, bit of rain outside the Arndale. Shopping for a book for Edison, wasn't he? Must have, must have been. Does that mean Mangle is fit again? I think he is. He's Thank off God. The oh, we're there saved. We we're saved. <laughs> we're all right. Yeah. Uh, so, who, who, are we missing KDB? I mean, it's a stupid question. I mean, it, I, you, of course, we. You know, you can't a player like that. Of course, you miss him. But the reality of it is, I think, with in his absence, Bernardo Silva has become the player that we, or is becoming the player that we knew he would be. And I think it's you know, as one door closes, another opens. And it, it's it's been great to have him on a weekly basis playing. You know, the way he's been playing. But 
it would be nice if De Bruyne would, uh, mm. you know, suddenly arrive and. Well, I think it's only a matter of sort of a, a game or two away, that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually back. come back a little quicker than first anticipated, hasn't he? Well, they always do but that. They always say he's going to be yeah. out for eight weeks knowing it's going to be yeah. six. Yeah, but then he came back before. Did he come back too early the last time? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He was unlucky, wasn't he? He just well, got yeah. sat on. Yeah. Yeah. Could have happened to The thing him. is, he, he brings unique things to the team, doesn't yeah. he? I mean, Bernardo is, you know, like yeah. David Silver, a little bit interchangeable in some ways. He brings, you know, flamboyance and power and range to his well, game it's unpredictable, that we love to watch the thing. Yeah. and he was the difference of course last season at Chelsea he scored that stunning goal yeah. and maybe yeah. nobody else on the yeah. pitch could have done that at the time and mm. we kind of missed that at the weekend and obviously others Aguero everything's been said about him already I know but uh, we kind of we do we do miss him <laughs> bless him <laughs> absolutely yeah and again I think days away we're told but mm. a little bit injury prone and Fernandinho, who we all know, probably the most underrated player in the Premier League, as I say every week on this show, um, is out, and certainly out for the Hoffenheim game. He mm. might well be back, I think, for the weekend against Everton. And mm. someone we've said many times on this show, if he's out, we're mm. not entirely sure how we're going to replace him. And, and your mm. thoughts on that, then, Well, Spencer, he's hardly ever he's... injured, is he? I can't actually remember the last time he, he, he was out for a game. Well, um, he's not allowed. I think there was a his contract that says yeah. he can't, he can't, he's not allowed <laughs> to be injured. He's got to be early to bed every night. <laughs> we don't have a replacement for you, actually, mm. so you yeah. can't be injured. He's one of those players but he is and I think it doesn't sound as though it's a, a major injury it's just a knock or something yeah. but uh, he's, he's certainly I believe not going to be playing against uh, Hoffenheim so, so who mean, goes in Gundogan well, or, do, or, does De- or does or Delph, it Delph? Well, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah it's, that's the thing isn't it it's between Delph and Gundogan there's yeah. this who neither of them are not ideal replacements, are they, well, either of them? Because you'd want yeah. Fernandinho every week, I would have thought. I yeah. think this is a game that, and dare I say, it's Hoffenheim, you know, we have got through and everything. I think he could do something that we don't expect, as Pep does from time to time, and put John Stones there or something like that. Well, he's tried that before, um, hasn't he? he has, sort of... Yeah, but it'll start, like, maybe like try it again, <laughs> you know, or not, I don't know. But, I mean, if Bravo was fit, which he, which he isn't, True. He could have put Edison there in the Fernandinho role. He could. <laughs> could have worked. Could have worked, yeah. It's, yeah, why not? Well, what's he going to read? When's he going to catch up on his reading? Though? That's the only thing. If he's, playing, <laughs> if he's playing in midfield, he'll have less time to do his reading, won't he? I suppose that's, that is, that's probably the big yeah, argument true. against that. I suspect uh, the other ones, uh, David Silver. Um, we haven't mentioned his hair, actually. Spencer, maybe mm. you should sort of help help us with this oh, one. Are you are you surmising that I might be identified with his hairstyle? Uh, Certainly not. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that for a while. I'm in no position to, to to comment at all. But uh, someone said that at least the good news, if he's out for three weeks, he'll have a full head of hair by the time he's back. I mm. suppose, which is well, a positive it, thing. it was a lovely boy next door look that we grew have grown to love, and and he came out with this sort of beard and and shaved head. You know, didn't he? He looked a bit of a bit thuggish to be honest not the, yeah. not the man we've grown to love I he was so. off to Afghanistan for the weekend <laughs> exactly you know it's like who, who's that playing you know sort of down the field so I would welcome uh, his hair uh, to make a, a, a recall personally it's about to happen isn't it about to happen and Danilo and, and Mendy and, and Bravo Mendy's it's all gone a bit quiet with mm. Mendy and mm. we've had the situation with Sane playing so well and the two of them on this left side Pep doesn't like playing them mm. together so it's it's going to be interesting about Mendy I mean is, is he going to be mm. a first choice when he becomes fit I know it's going to still be a few weeks so it's still a, mm. six or seven weeks away I think still for mm. Mendy it's a fairly serious injury again yeah. for him but, but he had that poor run didn't he of games from Tottenham onwards really and he was coming in for criticism so we haven't sort of missed him uh, because we've got we've got Fabian Delph there and he's you know such a reliable player he um, is but he cost us a goal against Watford mm. and he's not a natural left back as, as great a job he does for the team you know, mm. I wouldn't like him to be defending mm. against uh, Marnet thing, at full pace mm. Everton you know I don't like I don't know who you put uh, Walcott is going to be there isn't he 
on the right wing. Yeah. I don't know who who have we got. Well, we've got Sinchenko, I suppose. Yeah. Could, 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 could play. Danilo's yeah. injured. So I think it's Delph. I think he's only got two choices, Danilo or, or, or Delph. Well, and Danilo's injured. That, yeah. Uh, sorry, Sinchenko. Sinchenko so or, or, or Delph. Sorry, forgive See, me. Yeah. I, th- I don't think he's got another choice unless he does. He does a pep and, and pulls something out of the bag that we're not. Mm. Who plays in the women's team at left back? Could, <laughs> could, she, could she maybe make an appearance? Maybe. I don't know if that's. We've asked that question before as well. Can we talk about <laughs> Phil Foden as well? Um, some idiot said that Phil Foden signed to sit on City's bench for another six years, which I thought was slightly unfair. Um, this is a star of the future, isn't it? And this is just great news for the boy and great news for the club, I think, isn't it? Mm. World class, absolutely. He'll get his turn. Not easy getting into that midfield. Might but... get a game uh, Champions League. Yeah, I suspect he will mm. play tomorrow. I hope he mm. does. I wonder how much, uh, perhaps a vulgar question for an 18-year-old, but he has just uh, bought a house, has he not? Um, what sort of money do you reckon an 18-year-old superstar like Phil Foden gets on a contract, on his first big that, contract? I haven't seen that reported. Very often they do that, yeah. because they just say he's signed. But if he's signed for six years, I don't know, what would it be? 100 grand a week? I'm throwing out there. Is no it? Wonder. Would it be as much as that? Would it be in no that idea. bracket yet? No Who idea. knows? But what, uh, I don't think the money's that important. At the end of the day, this is a young lad, a, a stockport lad, who's come through the ranks, who has played brilliantly for England at his age hmm. and has deserved, I think, his contract. You know, from what we've seen, hmm. I, he came on against West Ham for 20 minutes. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. And that performance in 20 minutes was absolutely world-class. This he, is the he, thing, isn't it? Because he comes on and he looks the part, immediately looks the does. part. You know, and we've seen youngsters who we thought were very good and probably were very good, but in the context of that team, are made to look... Not inept, but they, 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 they're not up to speed. They're, they're not the quality that needs to be there. He comes on, he looks, he just slots in. It's, Absolutely. Uh, so we're, we're delighted to see uh, Phil Foden signing that contract. Whatever he's earning, you know, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what the market dictates and he'll get whatever he earns. And, uh, and good luck to the lad. Uh, delighted for him. Um, so should we just look forward then to the next couple of games? So we, we've touched on the fact we've got Hoffenheim. Uh, so kind of in City's hands, we've already qualified, as we said. We only need a draw to actually top the group. Um, so we have got some injury worries, but but you'd like to think whatever side we put out, um, Spencer, tomorrow night, mm. you'd like to think that it will be enough to see us over the line? I think so. Um, I think Pep said there's only 15 players available, isn't there? Mm. So there can't be that much rotation. Um, I wonder, you know, what the crowd size will be. I think they are discounting quite heavily aren't they to, to, to look to get the atmosphere and everything um, and give us a good hopefully a good send off you know into the last 16 um, but it's clearly got to be a, you know a routine you know evening's work yeah it'd be good I mean, you never want to lose two games on the bounce do you, you that is a you want to bounce thing. back yeah. and then set us up nicely for Everton I'd take a draw tomorrow night it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things mm. most important thing is no one gets injured quite frankly mm. but yeah let's, let's get a point let's top the group and move on. Yeah, we should play for a point. We are, we're good at that. We're good at uh, playing for the draw. <laughs> <laughs> mm. no, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Because you do. I, I agree with you. I think injuries is the worst outcome from mm. from that game. But at the same time, there is that narrative again where if you did lose two on the trot. Mm. You know, the whole, mm. the press does a thing, the, the snowball gets going. Well, also, it's important because to go through in the Champions League in second place yeah. is yeah. not mm. something we really want to do, really. We do want to win the group to give ourselves a better chance in terms of... I haven't studied stages. the other groups in terms of who, what the likelihood is of... Nor have I, but well, whoever it is, we would rather be playing the teams that came second rather than the teams that topped the group. Mm. I think just by definition, wouldn't we? Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? Do you don't care, do you, Andrew? Really? Not really. I, I'd like. I'd, you see, the thing is, if we come second, do you play, care? Do you care? 
I want to play the good teams. You know, <laughs> you, you know when really we're in the final of the Champions League, it'll be a good team. All right, yeah. I guarantee it'll be a decent team. We're going to yeah, win I'd... the Champions League, Andy. Yeah, this year, absolutely. Yeah, and the league. So the league's ours. You already said that. Yeah, we're going to win the Champions League. The League Cup, I'm worried about. Yeah, a bit worried about that. <laughs> and what, we've got Rotherham in the next round of the FA yeah, Cup. Know, so that could be well, a banana skin. Yeah, couldn't it, it is. A, yeah, I'm worried about Rotherham as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you're worried about Rotherham, let us know. We're on Twitter. We're at City Podcast. Spencer's got a worried look on his face as well. Tony's less worried, but but Andy and I are worried against Rotherham in the FA it's Cup. The, yeah, let's not let's not dwell on that. No, Nigel. we're just going to make it worse. We will. All right. Let, let, let's look forward then to to, to Everton then, and uh, they had a good result this week. They uh, got a last minute equaliser, didn't they? Ninety sixth minute. Mm. Yes. Lucky, they'll, they'll be lucky. they'll be on a high, won't they? Now coming to the Etihad. Well, yeah, they've not won in three games. I don't think. I mean, it was interesting, isn't it? I was there for the first game of the season last year when Walker got sent off so with was a one nil down, that, yeah. and who would have thought the way the season turned out after that start? Yeah. Uh, brilliant. But listen, we're good enough to beat Everton. Absolutely. I think. I think we'll come out. I'm, I'm confident. I'm quietly confident. We'll bounce back. Well, we've not lost a point mm. at home yet, have we, in the league? Not yet. Yeah, you're confident about Everton. That's why it partly depends what happens against Hoffenheim, I suppose. Yeah, you know, I actually think we need a bit of a thumping win against Hoffenheim. I think, you know, we normally do bounce back, and I think we need to. And I think Everton are strong. You know, they're, they're a sort of, you know, seventh, aren't they? You know, yeah. they've, got, they've got a good, good forward line. Mm. They're well managed. I think uh, it's a game we've got to approach... Uh, in our normal positive way, but I think we need to, you know, do have a good game against Hoffenheim and then and then move to that. Let's have some predictions then uh, uh, in terms of Hoffenheim and then Everton in that order. Then uh, Andy, you you can kick off for us. Uh, three nil and three nil. Three nil and three nil. Yeah. Just keeping it nice and simple. Yeah. In that order. Yes. Which was the, which was the Everton one? The first, the second one. The second one. The yeah. three nil. The three nil. Then the three nil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spencer, uh, I'm going to go three uh, nil Hoffenheim. I think the Everton game is going to be a lot tighter, perhaps, than people think, and I'm going to go for a three-two win for City. Oh, I, I, I don't want us to concede, but we have conceded the odd goal. Finally, Tony Newgrosh, please. It's Hoffenheim one, and Everton, it? yeah. Hoffenheim. I'm going for 3 2 <laughs> to City. Whoa. I remember when I was getting a cab back after we played Chelsea about 20 years ago. Got in the cab, I said to the driver, you know, the Chelsea Man City score? He goes 5 0, mate. And I went, to who? And he just looked at me like, are you mad? I'm glad those days are over. I don't know what reminded me of that. But um, Everton, I think we, they give us a good game quite often, don't they, Everton? Um, 3-1 to City. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Thank you to my three guests, to Andy Connell, to Spencer Debson, and to Tony Newgrosh. Listen, you didn't, you didn't well, make your prediction. I didn't, sorry. no. I'm in charge here. I'm, oh. doing, I'm doing my big out here. Sorry, sorry. And you've, dis- and you've disturbed me now. I'm not sure if I can do it now. Uh, in terms of Hoffenheim, I'm going 3-1. And in terms of Everton, I'm going 2-0. Right. Thank you to my three guests again. <laughs> to Andy... Con- well, no, I'm going to leave you to the end again. To Spencer Debson. Pleasure, Nigel. To Tony Newgrosh. And to bloody Andy Connell, who's back. This is Nigel. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.